Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Good Vibes at Jason B., a Broad Minds and More podcast. Tonight, we're going to specifically talk about the homeless issue. I'm going to talk about homeless in Stockton, California. Since I've been living in Stockton, um, I moved here in 1998, I believe. And um, my mom, my sister, my brother, we all moved here basically from different places, you know, um, I had served some time in the Navy, then went to work, went on to work in Yosemite National Park. And then after that, I, I was from Yosemite. I moved to Stockton because I was flooded out in Yosemite at the time. And, um, my mom had had a one bedroom apartment. I, so I would have a temporary place to stay. My sister and brother at the time, they were still living in Manteca, but then we all eventually moved to Stockton. Now, I've seen many different sides of Stockton in my 22 years of living here. I've gotten my education, my bachelor's degree here in Stockton, California from Humphreys University. Um, I have a degree in paralegal studies, and I went on to get into my JD. So with that being said, I've worked in some restaurants, some other businesses in Stockton, but now I am work in the legal industry as a professional and... Um, I do many different things with my career, and uh, one of the things I do deal with is um, the public. I deal specifically in the public at times, investigating um, or reporting or copying records at times, um, serving subpoenas at times. I've done all that, and I've gone on to bigger and better things from that point of what I've done in my career. Anyway... So going forward, the I've looked in at the Facebook, um, what do you call it? Uh, the Facebook group, Stockton Crimes News and so on. It's a, it's a group that you got to subscribe to. And every either every day or every other day or once a week, at, at least minimum, there is always a report about the homeless problem in Stockton itself. In Stockton, it's got a population of 300,000 plus. That's one thing is for sure. And it is a port of entry uh, for different types of industries. Agriculture is a major industry that is or has its roots in Stockton. Um, We have a port where there are international ships that come in now. It is an in-between destination between Sacramento and beyond you can go the theory is you can go to the mountains within an hour or you can be at the beach within an hour either way east or west you can um, go in different directions now stockton has had its different types of history um, different political and economic values it's had its highs and lows and i believe it's one of the first cities in a long time to ever actually go through a bankruptcy a bankruptcy that took place, I believe, two years ago in 2016, um, 2015, 2016, um, to my recollection. And it's had to reinvent itself through bankruptcy. I mean, no one would consider it a big city, but a city of its population size, you know, 300,000 plus, that's a lot of people. You have a great deal of mixture of culture here. You have Asian, Black, Hispanic, or Latino. Um, you have different people from different continents, countries, 
uh, many different languages. It's really a melting pot of it all. Now, when I was growing up in Manteca, Stockton was thought of as like, oh, it's a dangerous city to go to, it's ghetto. And I used to hear all these fallacies about Stockton when I moved here. It, I definitely took a second look and I got to know it. And believe it or not, I kind of fell in love with what's here. Um, there's many different types of restaurants and shops. Um, there are many different schools. We do have a major university, which is the University of Pacific. We also have um, a junior college, Delta, San, Joaquin, Del, San Joaquin County Delta College or Community College. And then there's the smaller colleges or technical schools. Um, I went to one of them. It was called Humphreys College at one time. Um, Humphreys also offers a bachelor's of science and bachelor's of arts programs. They have, um, teaching programs, so on and so forth. And it also has a law school on campus that is, you know, right adjacent to the regular college. So if you wanted to get your law school degree, you can go to Humphreys and now it's, they've renamed themselves to Humphreys university. So Stockton has a vast variety of, um, things that it can offer the public, as well as it's had many different great citizens who've achieved financial wealth, academic, and athletic achievements. There's been pro athletes that have been here um, and lived here and come from here. Um, one of the NFL owners, uh, A.G. Alex G. Spanos, who passed away, I believe, this year or is it last year? Um, what is from Stockton, California. He's a major um, developer at one time, and uh, his children were born, I believe, here in Stockton. So he has a great influence. So the former or the owners of the San Diego or now the LA Chargers is from Stockton, California. So we have a great history, you know, a positive history. But now we are moving to a different age and times of financial challenges right now in the state of California. Um, housing is at its greatest demand. Uh, housing is at its greatest cost. Um, there's many different reasons why housing has gone up. Inflation has gone up, but wages have stipend and remain the same. Um, it is a common opinion that in Stockton, they're paying way too many state taxes as well as federal taxes. And it does hamper or dampen people's wages. The average wage uh, for blue collar is, I believe, 18000 to $27,000. Um, and above that would be on the higher range of, of blue collar. And you do have white collar. One of the all other things that Stockton does also have is it has a huge population of the San Francisco Bay Area commuters. These people have moved to St the Stockton area, the San Joaquin County, because of housing availability and costs. They're significantly less than what they would pay in the Bay Area, whether it be the East Bay or West Bay. Um, here you can buy a home. Um, I believe in the starting in the maybe the 150 to 200,000 range to as large as in the 700 to million dollar range, if you so desire. But because of this availability um, in Stockton, um, many 
outside investment groups have moved in or bought rights to owning different apartment complexes, duplexes, uh, property investment, or real estate management. Many of these companies come from Texas, Arizona, Colorado, and they set the prices and be according to uh, supply and demand for the housing, which is going to lead into the homeless. This homeless edition. With that being said, um, the average price for a one-bedroom apartment in Stockton, California, I would have to say, is from nine hundred and fifty dollars to about twelve hundred and fifty dollars is the range. And if you want a two-bedroom, it would probably start maybe. I guess in the ghetto you could pay maybe nine hundred fifty, but you're not looking at a really good place. But a what, in my opinion, would be a decent um, two bedroom. Could you're going to start in the twelve fifty range to uh, all the way up to seventeen hundred and even two thousand, depending on the amenities that you want in the in your apartment, house, duplex, whatever you want to call it. So what's happening is, is so many people are flooding to this area to buy. And there's also another problem. People are flipping homes to sell for a high profit. And what this does is these there's many different handymen and non-certified construction uh, workers or licensed construction um, workers who go in and flip homes and they're, they're garbage but they're making a killing and this trend has been passed on for the probably since 2008 when the real estate um, boom busted there was a surplus of housing and the new idea instead of building brand new housing they would take old housing upgrade it and sell it for a profit and you can see evidence of this this attitude it's nationwide you can watch television shows on HGTV like for example flipper flop um, property brothers, so on and so forth. So these, there's different institutions that are encouraging this kind of real estate, and it's causing a problem in all of our communities. Um, Stockton has always been a spacious com- uh, community, but now there has been a building moratoriums in our county. There's they don't allow too much brand new um, construction or developments. Um, because it was thought there was a surplus, but the surplus that that is established, <coughs> excuse me, is not affordable because it's outside investment groups making an analytical decision of potential earning for by the public. So the people from the Bay Area, they come here, they live here, they commute from here. And a daily commute to the Bay Area can take you up to two hours in the morning and two hours at night. <coughs> These people are making a lot of money over there, but cannot afford to live in the Bay Area because the average price or home in the San Francisco Bay Area is at a high medium of, I would have to say, in the 800 range all the way up to a million, five, two million, depending on the city, the environment, how big the the destination is, so on and so forth. So we really got to look at um, the symptoms of what has caused homeless, and that's what we're really going to get to. Um, so the first thing I've already kind of established, you know, 
what the housing markets have done. Um, people are living in cars. They are living in makeshift tents. They are, you know, you have a wide range of people living homeless in many different conditions. And the programs that are actually offered in the homeless um, communities, uh, and I do say communities because they're spread all over Stockton. You can see evidence every time you drive by a freeway on-ramp, I'm sure you will find a homeless shell, uh, makeshift tent or garbage <coughs> or someone with a bike, uh, uh, carts. You can see evidence of these people um, all over. And, and it's not their fault, you know, um, some I've come across, they were working at one time and they were living in a medium range to a semi affordable place. And for whatever reason, they got evicted, got kicked out, could lost their job, couldn't find a way of living, so on and so forth. Then there's the range of pop homeless population that are addicted to drugs, such as the meth uh, methamphetamine, um, cocaine, and major other drug use or opioids uh, that is grown rampant across the nation. And we see it all over. Um, people are dying in these conditions. Um, they are unsafe and unhealthy. But what has got them there? Um, many people, that, that's a big, broad topic, in my opinion. One of the things I happen to notice is the homeless population is growing younger and younger. Kids are being kicked out. They don't have uh, any um, skills to really support themselves, let alone finding a place. And they are resorting to extreme measures. Um, in the city of Stockton, it's been reported that crime has gone rampant. Uh, gun violence has gone up, robberies, break-ins, so on and so forth. But homeless has a bigger impact than just those specific issues. It also has a health impact because people that are homeless do not have access to clean water or um, a good healthy shelter. Um, they develop illnesses and ailments, and these homeless people interact with the daily public of uh, the city of Stockton. You can't deny it from anywhere from these people wanting to go into a store, panhandling, um, you know, they're making out of their tents what would be a home out of creativeness. But with that, they bring a lot of pollution. So they're urinating. <coughs> they're going to the bathroom in places. And if anyone knows about uh, feces and all that stuff, you can develop some serious diseases and ailments and it can infect all our environments. So there's the opinion that homeless are drug addicts and they need to fix themselves. Why should the government or we the people pay for their mistakes? That is one of the biggest, strongest consensuses that I've noticed in um, Stockton Crimes and News um, group on Facebook. Um, there, a lot of people are reporting people living in cars or making tents in areas and open uh, real estate that is not being used, not being developed, or near the riverways. These people are cleaning themselves in the river or taking, you know, um, they're bathing in their own feces sometimes um, and maybe fishing and, and eating. And, and to be honest with you, 
Um, the San Joaquin County Delta is very polluted and not very safe for you to eat fish out of. Um, and this comes from years and years of pollution from chemical to agricultural chemical waste, so on and so forth. So our waterways are dangerous in themselves, and I wouldn't suggest going swimming in them or um, let alone trying to have daily living as water from that source as healthy. So um, as I've been looking at and observing the homeless, and I've gotten to know some of them by trying to help them, there are not programs that are a one-size-fits-all. And they're, they're just, you know, there's many different programs from um, helping women and children, but not helping men. And then these people are, they're gaining animals, they're gaining dogs to protect their tent areas and property. So they make like these makeshift homes and they use thrown out couches, grocery carts, you name it, they'll find it. They, they get creative in making a community or small villages in whatever resources they can find. Um, but also another problem that res- results from homelessness is a lot of theft. Um, there's a lot of bikes stolen. Uh, people are getting their homes broken into because so a lot of the sloughs, riverways that go through Stockton or involve the city of Stockton, um, people are camping out and there's properties with fences nearby and they are, you know, this is what they're doing. But, you know, is it their fault? Is it you know, is homelessness a choice? You know, you would have to ask, this is a condition, you know, why should we care? So on and so forth. Well, I'm going to tell you why you should care about the homeless issue. And it is a community issue and not just a government. Um, One of the problems that I feel strongly that the community is going wrong is thinking that it's the responsibility of the government to go and fix or remove these people and put them in another place other than Stockton. Well, you can't do that necessarily. There's a lot of red tape that goes along with that, that process. Um, sometimes these homeless people, they commit crimes on, on purpose to go get medically treated. So they end up in our jails. They cost our taxpayer money. They're getting good um, health care. They're getting their teeth fixed. They're getting so much done. So they'll commit a crime and they have shelter for a while and then they're sent right back out on the street. Um, And then there's also many other homeless people that are coming from other communities because um, now this is a claim, but I've heard it way too often and seen it way too often. There's a claim that there are social services in San Joaquin County that are heavily based in Stockton itself. Now, I'm not sure if that's entirely true, But um, one of the census reports that was recently conducted um, from the city of Stockton, from volunteers going amongst the uh, community of Stockton and talking to the homeless and saying, you know, how long have you been homeless? How long have you been on the street? You know, how do you eat? They they have a long list of questionnaires and they have not totally turned in the, the results, but from the record.net some of the video reports they've stated that these people do not have the support or the mental means to reinsert themselves into a normal healthy community base 
So with that being said, a lot of the people making accusations out of anger and what they're doing to our city and our county and what costing our county a great deal of money, it's beyond the government. It is our responsibility as people, in my opinion. What do we do to really take care of these people? That's the, that's the million-dollar question, I guess you can say. Um, it is said from police officers. I remember I had a Stockton PD officer tell me um, I should not be feeding the homeless. Do not give them money. And I told this police officer, I think you need to keep your opinion to yourself. How I spend my money is my own wishes. And if I want to feed this person or have lunch with them, that's my prerogative. Um, I'm not angry against the, the San Joaquin County Sheriff's or Stockton PD because they are being public servants. Um, they are dealing with these uh, people hands-on. And we have to respect that and understand you know, what they're exactly dealing with. Um, people are mentally ill in the homeless community. And so let me describe a little bit of what you can see and just what you notice. So when you see a homeless encampment, what you're going to notice is you're going to notice some blue tarps or some plastic tarps as a makeshift tent. And sometimes you're going to notice some camping tents and they, some of them look in pretty good shape. Um, you're going to notice... Uh, some fence lines sometimes, or even furniture, you know, used furniture or not. And you're also going to see animals. You're going to see uh, dogs, pit bulls, different, you know, stray type animals as their protection to protect their stuff. So when they're not at their actual encampment, a lot of times there is a heavy stench and smell around these encampments uh, from either garbage that they don't know where to take Um to their own feces and urine and whatever. Um, you've got, you know, um, a lot of junk, uh, broken bikes, broken fences, broken grocery carts, um, clothes, um, makeshift blankets to make roofs over tent of these tents. Um, and some of these people that you're going to notice there, some of them are extremely filthy and you wouldn't want to, come near them at least with a 10 foot pole and some are very clean. Um, you've got a variety different of mental capacities and they do not understand of if you offered them a place to live. Um, some of the things they'll say are like, well, I can't leave my animals, you know, and there are children even living amongst these homeless communities and you would ask yourself well how is that possible you know child protective services they put them in a shelter or home you know these people living with children homeless are surprising because they will eat one or two times a day you know they heavily depend on you know what school lunches and breakfast programs uh, they give fake addresses um, so on and so forth they have vehicles um so, you know, they, they have a lot of different resources, but what they're doing to the actual environment, whether it be polluting, um, whether it be, you know, trying to live, trying to get by day to day. And they are not just the panhandlers outside the grocery store or on the street. They have many different walks and many different capabilities. Um, 
San Joaquin County or Stockton has San Joaquin County mental health, but they don't have the housing facilities or the structure or the resources to treat people with mental illnesses. You've got people that have schizophrenia, that are bipolar, um, or other suffering from other depression and anxiety ailments. So these people don't really have of healthcare or means to take care of themselves. So they become, I guess you could say indoctrinated or, um, from getting the word uh, institutionalized by being homeless, living outside, living the way that they do becomes a norm and living in a home or a rental facility is very foreign and strange to them. And you would think, well, why would that be strange? Why would they not want to take help? You know, shouldn't welfare help them? Isn't there like section eight? Well, a lot of these programs are overburdened and overstressed. And a lot of these stresses come from outside resources. Um, like I was saying, inflation, housing costs, um, poorly funded programs that are outdated, that need to be updated, public policy that no longer serves the public, that has been established in the 70s, 60s, and maybe even 50s at times. Um, the mayor of Stockton, uh, Michael Tubbs, has allegedly made attempts to, to reform the city of Stockton by fighting crime, by paying criminals certain amounts of money to not basically commit crimes, which is kind of very risque if you ask me, but the housing problem, um, the homeless problem is something that is affecting us all and could be very dangerous because it could build disease and epidemics that can be irreversible and develop from people not being able to take care of themselves. Now, these people don't, when they become institutionalized in homelessness and you talk to them, they, they don't, you, you would have to retrain them to introduce them into society because their value system of, you know, finding a job, um, or holding a job, let alone, let alone having a residence and being able to take care of the residents, understanding responsibilities um, a lot of people argue against that. And why would you want to um, make a taxpayer pay for someone to have to go learn how to live? Well, that's that also is another million-dollar question. But at the same time, in my personal opinion, a lot of these people from the get-go are not being trained how to live and do not have the means to support themselves on $12, $13, or $14 an hour. when the If the average price of living in an apartment is above $900, and you only have so many fast food jobs and so many labor jobs, uh, you would have to see, let's do a quick calculation. So if I made $12.50 an hour times 40, that's for one week, it's $500 a week times two is $1,000, you know, if they worked 40 hours a week. But in corporate business, a lot of times they don't work 40 hours. They may work 25, 30. Um, and I have personal experience with this before I became a legal professional. Um, I worked in a restaurant and my hours were scarce. I, I think the most I ever worked in one week was 22 hours. But I depended on my tips as 
a supplement income and I paid heavily in taxes. Sometimes I made way more in cash than I would on my paycheck. I remember getting paychecks for like $13, $14 an hour and heavily taxed. Now, how do you explain that? You know, and, and you don't. So, um, people are going to school, going into heavily debt, student debt, um, and expected, and they're going into default. So they're reaching credit decisions which eliminate them from getting fair housing. So let's look at another thing, a factor that affects homelessness, people getting into a place to live. So one of the cri- one of the few criterias that qualifies um, someone to get into a home is having fair to good credit. So um, an average credit score that I was looking up was 620, I believe, was the average, and that's kind of bad, and the good would be above 700. So um, the higher the risk, the more deposit you got to come up with, and that affects people, and they may increase the rent because you are a risk. So you got that to deal with. Then there is the criminal background. So if you've committed a crime and you're being paroled in Stockton or probation, Um, You have certain criteria written and established by the San Joaquin County Sheriff's who are the purveyors or surveyors of the probation and um, so on population. These people end up going homeless because they have a criminal record. Now, what do we do about that? That that another is another statement and question. I'm not sure how to answer. How do you give someone who has serve their time and not make them continually pay um, in society that getting a fair job, because most applications in jobs nowadays, they ask you, have you ever been convicted of a crime? Now, I believe there's new legislation coming about prohibiting from certain kinds of criminal questions being asked. So per se, say like people who've committed sexual crimes, or is a sexual offender, whether it be a minor, say like a minor dating, say like a 16-year-old dating a 19-year-old and got convicted, that guy has limitations on the jobs he can apply for because of certain criteria. So the crimes also affect the homelessness because there is a an ex-con population amongst these more than a 1,000 people at least from what I've read in a few articles from the record.net or .org, I believe, um, there is more than a 1,000 people homeless that is counted or estimated in this community. And I believe it's much more than that. I think there's probably three to 5,000 different um, encampments and people that are homeless that we have not taken account for or accord for. So, <coughs> excuse me. So we have to realize what we're dealing with. So mental illness is a huge epidemic problem. Um, these people are not being treated. There's not the resources to treat these people. Um, there's not the resources to house these people with these certain kinds of mental conditions. Some people should not be out on the street on their own, but you can't just throw them in jail. <coughs> Going forward, Um, We also have to understand that um, the drug abuse, um, opioid addiction is real. 
Um, there are many different people that are stealing, and there's many people into meth. So um, if you don't understand meth, um, it would be very strongly related to cocaine or the cocaine addictions of the 80s and 70s and or crack addictions, so to speak. And people have lost value and lost hope. They, they're living in a, what seems like a hopeless condition. They resort to escaping and feeling good. And when their drugs run out, they, they will go to any lengths to actually gain the money or things or prostitution, human trafficking to, um, to gain for the resources to buy their drugs so um, that's something else that, that we actually see and hear of, and we know it exists. Um, there's many been many different encounters with homeless people in downtown for me. I'm always in and out of the courthouses, uh, anywhere from the state workman's comp um, building to the criminal and civil building courthouse of the San Joaquin Superior Court. I'm in and out of these buildings. I deal with many different agencies, and there is a focus of population of homelessness all around. Now the city of Stockton is doing its best to redevelop the downtown area (coughs) with its redevelopment. They've taken back buildings that have been dilapidated, rebuilt them, um, turned them into downtown living quarters. Um, and they look pretty nice. Um, there's brand new shops going in, um, I believe about 10 years ago, they built the, their brand new City Century 16 Theater as an entertainment hub for the downtown area. And they've turned the old Stockton Hotel into um, a living facility for people trying to correct their lives. But as well as there's a few restaurants and shops um, that have gone downtown. But um, one of the other problems that the downtown is dealt with. They used to have meters, coin meters on the city streets and people were, or is assumed homeless have been sawing them off, robbing them. And it's just created havoc, um, in downtown Stockton. So the, what I'm talking about in Stockton alone could be in any city, um, anywhere from St. Louis, San Francisco, Los Angeles, um, I was re- reading one report that it was, uh, according to the Wall Street Journal, they were saying in the city of Los Angeles, there's 58,000 people, estimated 58,000 homeless people on the streets of, of Los Angeles. I've seen it for myself when I've gone down to LA. It's disgusting and it's really bad. Um, what this does, this issue, is making people angry and pointing, getting people to fight against each other culturally. Politically, they're pointing at cultures like uh, saying the immigrants are taking their jobs. And um, I've never seen in response to that kind of remark, I've never seen um, an Anglo or a white American going and looking for a job in the fields to go work the fields ever. I've never seen it. So, um, but they're also, they're working in our kitchens. Um, they're working in construction. They're working in many different fields and they're adding to the community. But what does this do? This influx creates a problem within the community because the citizens supposedly don't find work. Now, I'm not going to say that they're to blame. I am a product of 
an illegal immigrant. Um, my grandfather came here as a bracero, got deported, and came back illegally, married my grandmother. Long story made short. Um, my grandfather made a life and made a family here, and I'm, I'm here as a result of, of his works and his endeavors, you know, through, to my father, to me. Um, these Im- immigrants, and, th- and th- there's also an immigra- illegal immigration homeless populace also. So you've got a lot of different people across the board with multiple different problems. And so, like I said, there's not a one-stop shop, you know, solution. So what do we do in the homeless issue? Well, it's going to take contributions from all of us. And talking specifically to our lawmakers, our city councilmen, but, you know, accepting that we are going to have to build a, I don't think just temporary shelter, but uh, systems to educate people and help people from becoming homeless. And it also is a regional thing. So you've got homeless in Stockton, Manteca, Lodi, um, you know, uh, Galt, um, Ripon, you know, and then you've got counties next to us, you know, Stanislaus County, and then you got... uh, Sac County further north of us. So I've seen homeless people in every single one of those cities, even in the nicer communities, in my opinion, um, Elk Grove as one of them. Um, you know, I've seen homeless in Sacramento, Natomas, um, Rockland, Roseville. Um, where else? Folsom. So there hasn't been a community that I haven't seen homeless and what they're doing. And these are people, these are people, this is my humanity to report about that. These people at one time came from a home or had a roof over their head. And somehow along the way, they made decisions that got them there. Now, should they have to pay a price like serving time in a prison to be forgotten and pushed away? Um, in my opinion, no, we should not push these people away. They are not our enemies. We do need to take charge and do something about it. So, you know, when people talk about homelessness and report it like they're just ruining our community, they're only responding to the conditions of survival. And if you had to survive, if you had everything taken away from you, no home, no roof, had to go out there and hustle, what extremes would you go to? And that's what we really need to think about. And to fight homeless, we need to teach our children how to invest, how to save, not be over consumers, you know, conservers. Um, fighting the trends of inflation is going to have to be statewide because the people in the Bay Area, yes, they're earning a high wage, but they also have to have some kind of rental restrictions like um, where they can't overcharge you in rent. Um, So rent controls, property control. Um, There needs to be a limitation on out-of-state investment or, or bank investment corps that have no business determining price. I understand supply and demand is a free market trade system, um, it is a capital system, so how 
what right do we have to determine um, prices of what someone can sell their home for or rent out a property for? That's a big question. I don't necessarily have the answer, but we do all need to take responsibility with that. Well, that's my brief little report about the homelessness. Um, My recommendations for the city of Stockton is, um, people, you got to stop bitching and we all got to come together. We got to start taking advantage of building funds, not just taxpayer dollars, looking at some of these abandoned properties, turning them into makeshift shelters or makeshift homes to help people establish and learn Um, There's many different educators and professionals out there that can help people get on their feet. And we do need to have a certain level of empathy and care. Well, that's all the time I have for Good Vibes at Jason B, a Broad Minds and More podcast. If you've enjoyed your listening to this podcast, feel free to email me at goodvibesjasonb at gmail.com. Feel free to applaud if you're on the Anchor app. Or you can call in if you also have the Anchor app downloaded so you can leave me a voicemail and adding your input, what you think, what would you like to see done, Um, not just what angers you. So thank you all for listening. You all have a great evening. Hey, yo, Jay, man. Hold up, man. Look, you talk about homelessness. I dig it. I feel you what you're saying. Shit's getting really crazy. And that's what they want. That's what the system is designed to do. Push people out, kill them off, keep rich the rich. It's just the system of history, man. So when you talk about this, I'm really looking at it like, hold up. How many, in historical references, what is the number one killer of most countries in their prime? Genghis Khan went through it. Rome went through it. Europe went through it. Shit. Honduras went through it. I mean, this it's always some kind of biological warfare that's been taking place. Hell, the Indians went through it with smallpox blankets and shit. So you telling me that all this history is not going to repeat itself? Man, come on, Jay. Come on. You know what I'm saying? This shit is a fucking game, bro. They doing it. They need to kill off the population. So only way to do that is to push people out, raise the rates, keep the rich richer. And if it's going to be that way, homelessness is going to be the next epidemic in America. Disease and famine will start. People will start carrying it around because it's here in Atlanta, man. The homelessness is moving from the city to the outskirts. I'm talking about north, south, east, and west, man. Just pushing their carts, chilling. And guess what? It's easily contracted by being around other homeless folk, man. So, And when that person walk around and hang out this area, another homeless person comes around the same area, man, it spreads.